Hello and welcome back to episode 19 of the Screen Bay podcast. It's been a while, but we are back. It is Ashling, Sob and I back again with the the lols, the laughs in the movies. What was her tagline? The goose, the gaffs in the movies. Damn, it's been too long. Yeah. You know, life life gets in the way. People get busy. People have jobs and things come up and things get hard. But, you know, we are we love the fans. We love the work. It's not work for us. It's a dream. Yeah. And so, you know. We just hate ourselves. <laughs> so we deny ourselves recording yeah. <laughs> for weeks at a time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll tell the fans. Yeah, being back in work sucks. Um, I, I didn't tell you this, uh, but... I told Ashley I got complained about there a few weeks back, and it's become a bit of a trend in my workplace. Oh, there's a, I, there, there's a lot of um, <laughs> there's a lot of middle-aged women who aren't a fan of my salesmanship, and I'm like, ah, oh, <laughs> you're really bringing me down here. Woman. I knew you complained about it today. I didn't know it happened the other week. Yeah, it's happened a few times. They're just like how many times? Like What's three or four. Four times. <laughs> oh my God. You're fired. Yeah. <laughs> they're like you're too mouthy does this like la- does this like la- I'm not even I'm just very direct and to the point oh, I sell what I have all the same complaint like this guy's rude or is it like this guy's no not even rude this guy does this guy even know his stuff he's a bit uninterested I'm like you're not wrong yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't love it I don't love it I'm here I'll do it but but enough about retail the cinemas are back open Sob have you been have you revisited the no. homeland no one loves me enough to bring me to the cinema. Fucking hell! I thought yeah. you would have been to Odeon Nice. It's only down I would have. Uh, it's only just open, and most of my friends that I still have there are working a good bit in there. So I don't want to be like, "Here, bring me to the cinema, will you, for free?" I don't want to bother them just yet. I'll wait a while. <laughs> I know, I know, the cinemas have almost fell to the ground and not come back. But can I have a free ticket? Hey, yeah. you, I'm family here. Come on. <laughs> Um, I, you know, I want to see a Fast Nine and, and and a Quiet Place Two. Those are my top two priorities right now. I saw Quiet Place Two in Dundrum. Was it highly recommend? Benny. Yeah, it was very good. It yeah. was a direct continuation from the last one, where the yeah, first one yeah. left off. This one continues. Yeah, how does Except our Irish for, boy do? Yeah, Killian Murphy fills John Krasinski's boots very yeah. well. Good. Same, same fucking big daddy energy. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, let's yeah. go. <laughs> Killian's had that daddy energy for quite a while. I'll be fair to. And I don't know if they'll. He he left it open, so I don't know. I'll oh, make a third a one. Trilogy. I'm pretty sure he said he wants to make a third one, and oh yeah, if it makes money. He'll do it. <laughs> like every good Hollywood director, yeah. if it, it makes, makes money, money, we'll do it. Yeah, we'll, we'll make a second one. <laughs> I'll be persuaded. Call me by your name too, sure. <laughs> Although they're, I don't know if we made any more. They're gonna have to wait for mm. Army Hammer to kinda No, there's no way they're making that sequel behaving it. I don't I, I mean they can follow um what's his name? Timothy Timothy Not Oliphant. Chalamet. 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 <laughs> they can, they could saying? put Timothy Oliphant in it instead. Oliphant. <laughs> Timothy Charmander. Yeah. So Thomas I Charmander. Mean, they could yeah. put him in it and then he could just fall in love with a new older man who could or could not be paid by Timothy yeah. Elephant. But I don't see Army Hammer returning to our screens. They've completely I'm... buried that movie he's in, the the sequel, the Hercule Poirot film. He's like one of the main characters. Death on the Nile. Yeah, the, that was... has like Gal Gadot on, on yeah. it. Yeah. It was a combination of the two of them just being like 
PR toxicity right now. Which, like... <laughs> yeah. Your toxicity isn't going to keep this boat afloat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, she... Yeah. I thought you were talking about her Imagine video she did, like, a year ago. I was like, come on, let that go, actually. I mean, <laughs> on, Never forget. Bad. She can still work after that. No. Um, that video was worse than coronavirus. And boo. Oh. <laughs> that was a period when the celebrities just had... Uh, we're just off it by a mile, huh? It really, I think the, that's the one thing the pandemic showed is how disconnected celebrities are from reality. <laughs> I think they're yeah. not glued into what's happening they're down mm-hmm. here in our little lives. <laughs> yeah, my favorite one was uh, Ellen DeGeneres in her like multi-million mansion. She was like, "I feel like I'm in prison. <laughs> I can't do this anymore." Oh, didn't Sam Smith Silly do the Ellen. same thing? No, my favorite was really? Vanessa Hudgens and she was like, you know, people are going to die and like, that's oh. just... Oh my God. Yeah, just, I mean, you know what? That's terrible, but like, come on. Inevitable? Inevitable? <laughs> like, and why did she sound like that? <laughs> I don't know. She, it, it just her, it's like a condescending tone that just didn't help. Mm-hmm. People she are going to die that's like, you know, life? Did you watch the Halloween Kills trailer? Yes, actually, that was something that I am very excited about. Like, there's not many movies coming out in the next couple of weeks that are going to get me to the cinema. But once the horror movies kick in, I'm very excited. Like, obviously, I wanted to see Quiet Place 2. I want to see the new Escape Room movie. I don't know if you oh. two saw the cinematic classic that was oh, Escape God. Room. I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it was pretty one. decent. And I'm excited for the second one because India Moore is in it. And I love them. Mm. But uh, yeah, Halloween Kills trailer. It looks pretty damn gruesome. Yeah, like, it is. I was like, yeah. very violent. Yeah, but like, yeah, he comes that that the scene with the firefighters. I was like, god damn, when he's just like mm-hmm. slaying them all, like lifting the the chainsaw, and everything. I was like, this is gonna be great. That's what I loved about the last one, though. The kills were absolutely unbelievable. Mm. Mm. So give me more of that. Yeah, I mean, with the original Halloween, there's, like, so little gore in that and so few people actually die. And then in the sequel, mm. you know, they were like, okay, you need to kill more people. And it's it's such a gross movie. There's one mm. woman who just gets, like, boiled alive. Oh, God. It's disgusting. And I feel like it was the same with this movie where, like, the Halloween in 2018, like, yeah, it was gory, but it wasn't, like, super over the top. And now we're like, no, we're going to give you all of the kills. Um, I'm, I could be wrong, but... In the very, you've seen the Halloween films, Ashling, right? Yeah, well, I've seen the good ones anyway. <laughs> like the second one that came out, like, the one that's not canon anymore, like Halloween Two. It wasn't isn't Laurie in the hospital for like so much of that film? Yeah, or am I pretty much catatonic? And yeah, so like at this one, they seem to be like she's in the hospital, but only for like a tiny bit. They're kind of like rewriting that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool because it's like the, the new canon one where she's like going to hunt them. Yeah. So like that's a kind of a cool thing, but actually I hadn't noticed that as well. Yet. Like everyone, everyone, everyone in this town like has to realize Michael Myers is real now, and they all have to band together because mm-hmm. like there's no way anyone can be like no one can get away with that. No way, it's a myth. <laughs> this guy's this guy's just slaying everything from broad daylight. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's gonna be a scene where like they're all gonna crowd around like a gang, mm-hmm. asking like the Terminator, where he's just playing through them all, just like the entire film. Uh-huh. I'm excited for it though. I'm excited. Oh yeah, for horror movies again. Scream Five finished filming as well. That excites you too. Oh, did it? Yeah. I'm cautiously excited about that because on the one hand, like Scream, I... Scream's my favorite horror movie, yeah. and I was like very unsure when they were like, okay, we're going to make a fifth one. Obviously, Wes Craven's dead, so he's not going to be involved in it. So that's already like he'd be a yeah. little bit worried about it. 
But then when they said that they had hired the guys who made Ready or Not to do it, I was like, okay, yeah, I can get behind that. I I I, I love like all the Scream movies, just even if they're not great, like the, the latter ones, I enjoy watching them like for what they are. I I just yeah. I just want Kirby to be alive in the fifth one. Hayden Panettiere from the fourth movie. Because oh, it was God, never confirmed yeah, yeah. that she died in the fourth one, and even yeah. Wes Craven when he was alive yeah. was like, "Oh, we like we could bring her back." So I'd love to see Maybe her. Maybe they will. I she was She'll come back and save yeah. the day, or mm. she's the new ghost face. You know, <laughs> the new ghost. That, face. I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. I finished Cobra Kai. Hell yeah, you did. Hell yeah, Let's I fucking did. Go. It's so good. Sob, do you watch Cobra Kai? No, no. he laughed oh. at me like every other fucking I dickhead. I laugh at you. Laughed at me. I, they all laugh at me, but Ashling knows the truth. Gold. I laughed when it was recommended to me, but every person I spoke to who watched it loved it, and I watched it, and oh my god! If anybody, if this, if this dude, stays, like, if this gets kept in the show, anybody who's listening, who hasn't watched Cobra Kai, watch it. <laughs> watch it's it. So yeah. good. Well, I've just seen a clip of like a guy like they're fighting it breaks out in like the street and it's like am I watching a musical or something is this like a, a funny musical like the way it's staged it's the way fire. were you watching <laughs> West Side Story <laughs> is this what it felt like I was like is and the guy's doing like a kickflip like off a tree or something and I was like no <laughs> you don't get it dude you don't uh, maybe I, maybe I like it but I have I don't want to I don't want to Karate Kid movies to like get what's going on just, you don't even need to really like as I said to Ash like, the amount of flashbacks they yeah. use like you're never out of the loop they are fond of a flashback there will even be times where they will flash back to something that happened earlier in the episode just in case you forgot yeah but isn't like in like the later seasons don't they bring in people from like this third movies and second movies who are like big antagonists and stuff yeah, like, yeah. yeah I don't even think I've seen Karate Kid 2 and 3 so I have been working through the movies as I've been watching the show and it is really nice to kind of watch the movies as you're watching the show and then see like oh I watched you last night 35 years ago Was Hilary Swank did she get brought back I can't imagine she would be coming back I don't think that that's considered canon <laughs> <laughs> what was that was that was that the fourth one or some the fourth shit? one the next yeah. Karate Kid oh yeah yeah Does, Stop that. doesn't even have Ralph Macchio remember the other Karate Kid remake the one with Jaden Smith mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, how could I forget? Uh, is Jackie Chan isn't playing Mr. Miyagi in that? Is he playing? A, is he playing a different? Does he have a different name in that? Uh, yeah, I don't think he. I don't think he was Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. So maybe they're in the same universe, huh? <laughs> maybe. Maybe you're. Maybe you're credit season four bringing Jade. Oh yeah. Will you watch then? Is that how they get your viewership? Yes. That's how they get me. Okay. That's. I'm in. You son of a bitch. I'm in. Okay. Ashling, you probably thought it couldn't get better after that school fight and then you saw the fight in their house and you're like, damn. Oh my god. It just won up me. So good. The choreography for these fights and the the camera work, the amount of time that had to go in to setting these up. Yeah. Just the mad respect that I have for these people. It's fantastic. Really. That's and, for you, Cobra Kai. And you know, we have character arcs that are going all over the place you know one character in particular who I loved and then got a bit worried about and then got very angry at mm. and then it's like I need to snap slap you in the face boy if you don't cop onto yourself <laughs> then he copped onto himself yeah is it the mohawk boy hell yeah it is yeah 
Because he looks like he looks like a bad boy. See <laughs> in the trailer, he's got a he's got a mohawk. But he started off as such a good boy, and you understand how he got to the bold place he was in. But you still wanted to yeah. smack him and be like, "Hop onto yourself." I, I, I knew you were talking about just by the one thing. I was like, "I bet you it's the guy with the mohawk, yeah. <laughs> with the symbol, you know, mm-hmm. of good boy gone bad." <laughs> yeah, good boy gone bad. Alright, so it's our first week back from a prolonged hiatus and we are going to be trying something a little bit different this week instead of the debates and it's not another Screenbait Smackdown. We are going to put a movie on trial that, you know, some of us here at Screenbait think gets too much of a bad rap. Luke is the judge, Saab is the defence, I am the prosecution and we are going to determine whether or not it deserves another 26 years in movie prison. Riddle me this, riddle me that. Who's afraid of the big black bat? In an uncertain world, in a chaotic time, justice wears a mask. Love is a game. What is it about the wrong kind of man? Car, right? Chicks love the car. Power is a machine. Now you've devised a way to read men's minds. And revenge Woo! is a trap. Riddler and Two-Face can make a pretty lethal combination. Train me. Let me be your partner. Who's your tailor? Batman forever. in our new segment, which is tentatively called, what is it, Luke? The Supreme Screen Circuit Court is now in session. Please rise. Do you have a gavel? I'm not standing Please up. rise, guys, come on, stand up. I am not standing up, I refuse to stand. The Supreme up. Screen Circuit gonna... Court. Oh, wow, no one likes I have to kiss respect ass, Ashley. No, right. It's now in session. The honor, yeah. the honor. No, I just, uh, I just... <laughs> Treat this court with the respect it deserves. I'm sorry. I don't. No one there's no one there's saying icky things like this. The honourable judge <laughs> Divine presiding. It is I. <laughs> divine the divine judge. <laughs> I guess I'm the jury as well, so I swear myself in again. And the execution. <laughs> Your Honour, I'd like to point out that the defence is uh, constantly undermining your authority <laughs> by interrupting you and should be held in contempt. What did... What are, your Honour, I don't like the again. the prosecutor has learned all these terms. <laughs> silence. <laughs> silence in the courtroom, please, while I get this intro. <laughs> it's not an intro, whatever it's called out of the way. Are you doing an actual court intro? Is that what's happening here? You... <laughs> please raise your right hand. Do you solemnly swear or affirm that you will truly listen to this case and render a true verdict and a fair sentence as to this defendant? I do. You may be seated. I'm basically talking to myself here, guys. Members of the jury, your duty today will be to determine whether the defendant, i.e. Batman Forever, is guilty or not guilty based on only facts and evidence provided in this case. The prosecution, Ashling, 
has the burden of providing the guilt of the defendant <laughs> beyond any reasonable doubt. This burden remains mm-hmm. on the prosecution through the trial. <laughs> the prosecution must prove that a crime was committed and that the defendant is the person who committed this crime, i.e. Batman Forever. However, if you are not satisfied of the defendant's guilt to that extent, then reasonable doubt exists and the defendant must be found not guilty. Your Honour, today's case is Batman Forever versus the State of Screenbait. Is the prosecution ready? The prosecution is ready, Your Honour. Is the defence ready? The defence is ready, Your Honour. Your (laughs) Honour. Thanks. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Yeah, I guess we'll go ahead with your opening statements, please. Ashling, as you will be prosecution, you take the first swing, yeah? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Your Honour. Ladies and gentlemen of the court and non-binary pals, Sam Raimi is quoted as saying, filmmaking is first and foremost an entertainment. The worst thing a filmmaker can do is make a boring picture. If you make a boring picture, You've not only failed, you've committed a crime. I I put to you, Your Honour, that Batman Forever deserves its place in movie jail. Not just because of its poor script, obnoxious set design, goofy tone and uneven acting. Not just because it is a poor Batman film, but because despite these indiscretions, all of which can still provide its audience with the so-bad-it's-good entertainment, The film has committed the crime of being boring. The film is boring. It is forgettable. When sourcing witness statements from those who have seen this movie, I went to people who I knew were fans of comic books, fans of film. And in each case, the people I spoke to needed to be reminded which Batman movie this was. (laughs) The most common questions I heard were, who is Batman in that? Who are the bad guys in that? Or, perhaps most tellingly, is that the one with the bat nipples? These questions, I believe, display three of the main issues with Batman Forever. It's Batman, it's villains, and it's goofy, campy tone. By the way, Your Honour, I was unable to source witnesses for this trial, because not only did those I asked have so little recollection of Batman Forever, but none had any interest in re-watching it either. Thank you. Thank you, Your Honour. Thank you, Ashley. You may be seated. The defence. Sob. Please make uh, your way to the podium. Okay, fine. Ladies and gentlemen of the court, may I have the attention of the class, please? The prosecution just started off with a quote from Sam Raimi about filmmaking, about you can't make a boring script. This coming from the guy that made Spider-Man 3, okay? I'm not going to take any criticism from that guy. Alright, as opposed to the film being boring as forgettable in her witness statements, she handed in, what, you know, like three witness statements of this film, friends forget about it. I hand to you over 50,000 witness statements of release the Schumacher cut trending on Twitter as of the anniversary. That is tens of thousands of people I'm endlessly scrolling through demanding they want to see more Batman Forever. This thing never, look at people are writing essays on the goddamn thing. People are writing essays on why they want Batman Forever back. Okay? There is I'm literally never ending. Release the Schumacher Cut has been trending for the last week because of the anniversary of the film. The 26th anniversary. So, 
She may have found like five people who said they didn't want it. They forgot about it. But here's here's most cultured fans, all right, who want to see the Schumacher cut because people grew up and a lot of people my age, around their age, would have seen that Batman film. I think I saw it before. I saw the Michael Keaton ones. I saw that one. I got it on video roughly after it came out. I saw a lot of people around my age that was one of their first exposures to Batman. And not only does it have the perfect balance of some of the darker themes of Batman, but also paying respects to the birth of Batman, to the old the old TV shows, you know, the, the, the 1960 TV show of the goofiness and blending it together, more or less being a love letter to, to, you know, some of the fun aspects of Batman that, you know, kids could watch and kids could see and, you know, could get more enjoyment out of. That's my opening statement. I've got 50,000 fans against your five witnesses. Thank you. Thank you. Ashley, would you like to step forward? It's interesting, Mr. Sob. (laughs) 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 That um, you would bring up the goofiness of the original series and how Batman Forever balances the, as you put it, darker themes with the goofiness of the old TV show. What you see as well-balanced, I see as erratic, lost, confused. Because you see, when I think of darker Batman, I think of Christopher Nolan films of the 2000s, and even to a lesser extent, the gothic fantasy of Tim Burton's late 80s and early 90s Batman. I do not think of Batman Forever. Batman Forever is goofy. Batman Forever in terms of visuals, has lost the Anton first Gotham of the earlier films that were described in the 89 script as if hell erupted through the sidewalks and kept growing. Gotham in Batman Forever looks like it runs on rave techno neon lights. Everything is shot with a Dutch tilt and they use genuine sound effects during fight sequences that are like the audio embodiment of the old TV shows, BAMs, whenever the Caped Crusader would punch a villain with his fist. Ow. Precisely, Your Honour. Uh, Your Honour, may you. I point out that a simple fact of life is that the times change and cities change over the years. Gotham clearly went through a rebrand. Point. No, completely thank normal. you, Sub. It's all well and good to reference the past, but mm. nobody looks at the goofiness of Batman Forever as a plus. They look at it and they mock it. As I said to you, the people I spoke to, so many of them, their first reference was, is that the one with the bat nipples? (laughs) Do we really need a Batman movie wherein the costume of the Caped Crusader that is meant to evoke such fear in the criminals of Gotham features nipples, a codpiece, and a defined But pad is perhaps the most respectful way I can say it in this courtroom. And it's not just the visual goofiness that we're talking about here. We're talking about the script. We're talking about a movie in which the Batmobile drives up the side of a building to get away from the bad guys. We're talking about a movie in which the main drive of the villains is mind control. We're talking about a movie that features such amazing dialogue as the one featured in the video that I will now produce to the court.
newly rested metal Batman. Huh? You're grown, it's all metal, it's full of holes, you know? Holy! Oh. Hey, that's one of the funny. I love that bear. It's such a callback. I love it. I love it. Thank you for that, Ashling. If it pleases the court, I would like to also submit a second clip for consideration with regards to the ludicrous tone of the film. Yeah. It is a visual component, which will not work well on the podcast, but uh, I can tell the audience what is in it. And it is a scene in which a young Dick Grayson, perhaps not as young as he should be, because Robin is supposed to be, you know, under the age of 25, <laughs> is helping doing laundry in the manor. And he decides that the best way for him to hang up the laundry is by using Kung Fu. <laughs> now, you cannot honestly tell me, Mr. Sob, and Your Honor, that this is the type of humour that we expect in a Batman film. Yeah, you don't expect this in your Batman. Robin has given me those vibes of someone in Stevens Green who always has the balls and like the big sock things and they're always there just spinning them around and I'm like, why are you always here? Thank you for that, Ashley. Can Sob, I speak now? would you like to step forward and like to tell me everything you love and what the jury should love about Batman oh, Forever? I sat here and listened to um, Slander. I would like to address these points you've made up because I quite, quite frankly, I find it slanderous and a disgrace to the court. What's this? What's this thing I'm hearing about? This is not what you expect in a Batman film. There is more than one way to make a Batman film. Batman has had so many iterations and so many different styles. He does not have to be solely a Tim Burton, Christopher Nolan-esque, dark, humorless man who's just on a path for vengeance, a depressed man who's crazy. He can be. He can have the light-hearted tone of the '60s. He can have the light-hearted tone of some of the Brave and the Bold cartoons. He can have those sort of humor. You know, she pointed in. She sent in the scene. The prosecution sent in the scene of the holy rusted metal, and I'd like to point out that that scene is great. It's a great, fun little callback to the originals. It is a holy rusted metal is a classic Batman line, muttered, uttered in the origin in the. 60s perfectly I remember loving that as a kid I loving it was the, had a sense of child wonderment of like the colourful scenes in Batman and like the proper the comic booky style and goofy thing for kids and what she describes as erratic I would say mildly erotic is what you the tone is okay <laughs> if this was a, if this was a if this was a trial for hate should this movie go to horny jail I'd say maybe you have a point, okay? It's got some things, it's got some things that's a bit erotic for the kids. But um, to put something in movie jail for the banish it would have to be a real disaster piece. And this is not a disaster piece. This is a movie that a lot of people enjoy for what it is. They get a lot out of it. It reminds them of their childhood. It reminds them of their childhood enjoyment of Batman because when you were a kid, you don't like Batman for the seriousness when you're like five or six. You enjoy Batman for the colours and the toys and... The, Rid the colourful Riddler, the, the cool look, badass looking Batmobile. It has the Batmobile of Batman Forever is one of the coolest looking Batmobiles ever. It is it's set genuinely one of the, when you think of the Batmobile, it brings me back to that one, watching the blue flames come out of it. And that scene where it goes up the building, I fucking love that scene as a kid watching that God thing. I thought that was so cool. Using the it's like almost like the grappling and then going up. That was like one of the most badass things. Straight from the offset of the film, I'd like to point out that it does not 
shy away from what it is instantly. Joel Schumacher know, knew what he was doing. The first line in the film is, could I fix you a sandwich, sir? And Batman says, I'll get takeout. That is the that is the tone he has embraced fully, and I love it. It's so completely different to the other ones. <laughs> That's that the first in- line. Yeah, because it, 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 the... I was going to use that as a piece of evidence for my argument. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's for mine because it knows what it is, and it's like it's a fun. Oh my kids god! Film. It's a it's a Batman movie made for a young audience for the most part, like just to enjoy. Like he knew what he was doing. They wanted to sell sell toys, and they did that. They helped market it to kids, and it's one of my most memorable Batman films. And I think it speaks a lot that loads of people still want to see it again. They have shown their love for it on the anniversary. That like tens of thousands of people have like blocked on Twitter and stuff just to say even they probably will never get released because you know but I guess more people just want to show their support and people are spreading the reason why they loved Batman forever as a kid so I think to banish a film in movie jail you know forever or for 26 another 26 years would be to like you know scrap away people's childlike wonder of Batman to just to just substitute it with this Batman can only be one way and it has to be dark and serious and Tim Burton and Christopher Nolan it has to be this way Whereas Batman has had so many different iterations, more than most comic book characters, to where he's had he's been on two sides of the spectrum of dark and gritty, and then like fun for kids. Ashton might think Jim Carrey's Riddler is the best, but having watched it again the other day, Nigma's Nigma's whole thing, the Riddler's whole thing, when you play when you play when you watch the older cartoons or if you play the Arkham games, he is completely ego driven that he has to be the smartest than everyone. He's smarter than everyone, and Carrey nails that part of like. A complete like damaged ego believing himself to be the superior mind hence the, his whole plot to be to capture people's minds and to mind control them because he believes he is the superior brain and he wants to he loves the idea of control he's better than people give him credit for and that would be my uh, defense perfect thank you mr Saab. you know the defense brought up jim carrey's riddler and i would agree certainly to an extent i think that there are moments in this film jim carrey plays a really great riddler and sometimes it does not work because there are occasions in the movie where Jim Carrey is playing the Riddler. There are more occasions in the movie where Jim Carrey is playing the Joker. And throughout the whole movie, Jim Carrey is more often than not being Jim Carrey. One thing that I have to give this performance is Jim Carrey's cane work. He has his Riddler cane and he does a lot of nice smooth moves with it. It's very impressive, lots of great physicality with the character, but nine times out of ten it will be followed up with a word or a remark that is so dripping with Jim Carreyness that I think, well that could have been Ace Ventura I was looking at, that could have been any other character I was looking at. There's a great moment where he's using, he's in the Batcave, he's destroying the Batcave, he's twirling the cane around and then he stops and he just goes, joygasm and immediately I hated it I hated everything that I had seen before it and I hated everything I saw after it it ruined it now granted of the two villains I would say that Jim Carrey is definitely the better of the two performances when we're talking about Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face more so than Carrey I feel he's giving a performance that is essentially the Joker, specifically Jack Nicholson's Joker. I mean, Jack Nicholson earned critical praise and a large sum of money for his 89 performance as the Joker. 
and Tommy Lee Jones seemed to have looked at that did no research on the character didn't read any comics just looked at Nicholson and thought I'll do that you know similar with Batman when somebody is playing Two-Face they need to play two characters they need to play Harvey Dent and they need to play Two-Face Tommy Lee Jones does not do this he plays a Jack Nicholson-esque version of Two-Face and we see Harvey Dent maybe for 30 seconds near the beginning of the movie. At this point in time, I would like to submit a witness statement to the court. <laughs> yep, proceed. And uh, this is from an episode of Kevin Smith's podcast, Fat Man on Batman, on which he did a commentary on Batman Forever. And now he has a word to say about Tommy Lee Jones' performance and specifically about what he refers to as the lack of modulation between the two characters of Harvey Dent and Two-Face. Right here, as Tommy Lee Jones rocks this monologue, you're like, this might not be bad, man. This Tommy is fucking Yeah, and he's fucking sounding badass. Maybe he's going to give us a monologue. Hen house, outhouse, and dog house. <laughs> but right now, you're okay with it. You're like, all right, I know I've seen the posters, so I know what he looks like on the other side. But like his performance is kind of like, is dark, man. Like, you know, he's given this kind of like dramatic fucking... You know, one of these things happen, one of these things happen, one of these things happen, one of these things happen. Problem is, he never brings Harvey Dent back till the end of the movie. No. From once they go into this shot right here, once he says lock, the movie is fucked. <laughs> That's my theory. Because he goes to 11 yeah. and never modulates again. No, there's never the duality of Harvey Dent. No, it's just, woohoo, I'm crazy. It's one face, and his one face <laughs> seems like it was taken from Jack Nicholson's Joker. Oh, for sure. Like, it feels like he was like, oh, like, I'll play it big, man. Like, these things are fun to do. Thank you, Your Honor. Thank you for that clip. So, Kevin Smith has a point, as most people do, when it comes to Tommy Lee Jones' Two-Face. He nails down the fact of the, the evil side and the, you know, but then he doesn't, he doesn't really go back to Harvey Dent and he stays as this kind of manic villain and you already have that sort of in the Riddler. So that's a valid criticism of the movie. It's, it's something that, you know, maybe brings it down a few points. Doesn't mean it should be banished to movie jail because it has a, a villain that isn't as good as the other villain or two villains that sort of maybe cancel each other out because... No, I don't think so. I think it's still the film has a lot has a lot to offer, especially to young people that still want to watch it, and they still get the the childlike they still get the childlike Batman wonder out of it. Like if I had a kid, you know, if you want to show them, you can show them Tim Burton's Batman, but it's a lot darker and scarier than the other ones. It's the Batman film that I started on, and it's when the re it got me into Batman enough to love Batman. It's the very first thing of Batman I ever saw was Batman Forever, and it got me into Batman as I did a lot of people. He get sucked me into the whole characters in the world of Gotham and some parts that you have the the introduction of Robin I thought it was some I used to remember, it's one of the things I remember a lot as well as the circus scene and seeing the death of the Graysons and watching the Riddler watch it was one of memorable parts seeing the Riddler come into his home and there's this like tracking shot of like this really sad music as James Carey's Riddler comes like sans home and I was like this is really great this is a really like cool introduction to like who he is seeing how kind of sad he is and alone he is and like I always like that part of the movie and him watching the Graces die and how he becomes enamoured with Two-Face I enjoyed that I like that I, I think Schumacher understood enough about Batman and stuff to appeal to as many young people as he wanted and I think this film achieved something that a lot of people don't give it credit for and that is that it got a lot of young people and kids into Batman when they mightn't have seen Batman for the other the Tim Burton ones they might have gotten around, especially people who are my age. When Batman Forever came out, I think I, I, I was born. 
like a year later and then I had got it on video when I was like like three three years old and it was the first Batman film I ever saw and I loved it and I watched it so many times and I was like I love Batman I love Robin I love the Batmobile I love the look of Gotham I love all the different villains he has I love the crazy world it's in and then I was still able to love all the darker adaptations of Batman throughout the years but because I still have a fondness for the fact that Schumacher wasn't afraid to make it his own and go back to like you know the goofier side of Batman and the brighter side of Batman but I stand by my case that the main reason this movie cannot go to movie jail is because it did what it had to do and it got a lot of kids to watch <laughs> Batman Me it committed well. the crimes <laughs> it had to commit to get the kids on board kids on board with Batman Ashling, would you have your final points and if you would also like to wrap her up as well I do have a final point to make something that Mr. Saab has mentioned a few times in his defence is how cool the Batmobile was it was cool and I find it interesting that he brings that up considering um, well my final argument it's about the lead in our movie Batman and I don't wish to speak ill of Val Kilmer as a person or an actor I've seen him give good and bad performances while Batman is neither his worst nor his best performance it is certainly nobody's favourite Batman like that's just your honour a fact it is also no one's least favourite Batman point taken I combed through lists of best Batman performances and not once did I find one compiled in the last 20 years that had Val Kilmer at anything higher than fourth place. And I found last year in Empire Magazine, they ranked him ninth, which was lower than George Clooney. They're just wrong, Your Honor. That's just someone who has a bad opinion. I would ask, Your Honor, that yeah. the defense remain silent for the next 30 seconds while yeah. I make my final point. Please, Mr. Saab. Um Please. Slander. The reason I bring up the Batmobile is because in that same Empire Magazine article, they mentioned that Val Kilmer himself recently said that he found the character of Batman in that movie boring. And that some children came to visit the set one day and he realized that he was in trouble when they were more interested in the Batmobile than they were in him in his costume. When playing Batman, an actor needs to play two roles. It's Batman and it's Bruce Wayne. And some actors excel in one, but not the other. Val Kilmer doesn't manage to do either well. He lacks the charm of Michael Keaton. He lacks the intimidation and quiet hauntedness that a Batman needs. He is bland. And I would be very surprised if Mr. Saab could argue with Val Kilmer himself, considering he said that the character is boring. Yeah, your argument that Val Kilmer found the character boring means absolutely nothing to me as a fan of Batman Forever. Val Kilmer may think his character of Batman is boring and didn't do whatever, but I disagree as someone who's watched it multiple times. It did not bore me. I liked his Batman and I liked the, the decent one-liners and the goofiest nature of it. Yeah, I argue with him on his own thing because, you know, people can be wrong about their own roles. There's multiple cases of actors not being sure if film's going to be good. And then, or they think it's going to be bad, and then it turns out to be alright. I don't think Val Kilmer realised on that day of set that he will one day be some kid's first exposure to Batman. Have not seen the first ones, and he will do what it has to do. Don't throw it in jail. Is that your closing yeah. argument, Mr. Saab? Yes. Yeah, perfect. 
Thank you both for your arguments. Members of the jury, you've heard all the testimonies concerning this case. It is now up to you to determine the facts. You and you alone are the judges of fact. Once you decide what facts the evidence proves, you must then apply the law as I give it to you to the facts as you find them. Both very passionate arguments coming from two very different places. Ashling, with the critic's goggles on, I appreciated the facts that you threw at me, saying how the film was boring, erratic, confused. It was like the 1960s film, or 1960s TV show, but not in a good way. All stand up very well. But Saab, Saab, you were wearing rose-tinted glasses with your arguments. You pictured yourself as the young boy watching it for the first time and being like, damn, this is golden. What a film. You enjoyed the goofy comic book nature of the film, the characters, the villains. You preferred Jim Carrey's Riddler over Two-Face. And how Schumacher wasn't afraid to make Batman Forever his own, as you would say, masterpiece. But in the at the end of the day, I just think the evidence the prosecution provided for me, whether it was statements from experts or the clips shown to me of the wacky dialogue and the wacky choreography of Kung Fu fucking laundry. And just the main thing, the main thing, Ashling's last point really stood out to me, how Val Kilmer was no one's favorite Batman. At the end of the day, his name is in the, the title of the film. He's the protagonist throughout the whole film. If he doesn't catch your eye, I can't really remember any of his performance actually either, if I'm being honest. I remember the villains. I enjoyed how the Riddler, Jim Carrey, I enjoyed the joygasm line, even though that was a part of the prosecution. I enjoyed that. I'll give Sob Jim Carrey. I didn't hate Jim Carrey in Batman Forever. But the point is that as a Batman film, Batman did not stand out. And with the plethora of fucking Batman content we have, whether it's comic books, TV shows, games, movies, if you can't stand out in that pile, you deserve to be thrown to the back of the prison cell. So I sentence Batman Forever to another 26 years. Disgrace. In cinema jail. Just as Take him away. Thank you, Your I Honor. I will appeal this. I will appeal this <laughs> in the appeal court, whatever they call it. In 26 years. Nah, I'll give you 20 years. You can come back. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say I'm going to appeal it. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. I don't believe it. I'm sorry. You haven't even seen it in so long, you bastard. Bastard. Well, that's why he was the judge. He was unbiased. He, you know, it wasn't fresh in his head. It was not fresh in my head at all. No. But seeing Val Kilmer in that sweet 20 seconds, I knew it's just <laughs> I wasn't missing it. Tens of thousands of Twitter people right now who want the Schumer cut. If those tens of thousands of Twitter users listen to this, I'd be very grateful, even if you did hate my opinion. Yeah. But thank you. That is the end of the Supreme Screen Court. Our first episode back in some time. Let us know what you thought of the new segment on our socials. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Hit us with your thoughts. As always, thank you, Ashling and Saab, for your arguments and taking part. Thank you very much, Luke, for having us, for hosting us, and for judging. Until next time, this has been the Screen Made Podcast episode 19 we're back baby 
and hopefully more regular than my bowel movements. Mm. Oh dear Signing gosh. off. I hate the judicial system. <laughs> okay. <laughs>